Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Corey Johnson, did you know sharing is caring? Is it? Yeah. Are you, I usually hear that when I refuse to share something. I bet you don't do Uber Pool. I, no, I don't. Ah, see, I've done it. Anyway. You did it once, and you did it by accident. I've done it more than once. Come on. I haven't done it since, though. Uh, <laughs> coming up, we're going to talk about GM, because they're Maven car sharing service, uh, expanding into other markets. So you don't even like sitting next to people on the airplane. <laughs> I don't. Let alone I do. It's just, just I, not anyone you work with. Everybody needs their space. Just not me. Everybody agrees that? that we all need our space. Charlie Pellet, don't we all need our space? We do, and I love Uberpool. Meeting interesting people all around New York. <laughs> Every time I can do it, I do it. All right, here's what's going on. We have got the Dow and S&P both trading lower. NASDAQ higher by 45. We've got the 10-year down 230 seconds. Yield there, 2.16%. Gold up 340, higher by three-tenths of 1%. And crude oil, big story today, Brent back below $45 a barrel. 44.81 on Brent, down 2.6%. West Texas Intermediate down 96 cents to 42.55, a drop there of 2.2%. Oracle's push into cloud computing, picking up Momentum sparking a fourth straight quarter of revenue gains for the software maker. The company reported total sales that easily topped analyst estimates. Oracle's cloud businesses grew 58% in the fiscal fourth quarter. Most stocks move oil uh, moved lower today as oil's worsening slump weighed on energy and industrial shares. So what about putting money to work in oil? Mark Bouet is U.S. equity and quant strategist at Merrill Lynch. You know, you're in the sweet spot right now, the summer driving season as well. And, and if you look at the spread of, of energy sector versus the S&P 500, you're back below where you were in Q1 of last year when oil prices were significantly lower and it was feeding into credit spreads, global growth, et cetera, right? So, um, so I think, yeah, from a risk-reward perspective, given where where the energy space is, as long as oil prices can hold at these levels, um, you know, the, the risk-reward is favorable. People familiar with the matter say Uber plans to appoint TPG's David Trujillo to the board, replacing his colleague David Bonderman, who resigned after making a sexist joke. Recapping equities mixed, S&P down a point, a drop of less than one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. This is Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. Well, with all the focus on Uber today, uh, an interesting uh, change in the in the growth in the business of car sharing. Maven, a service uh, which GM is involved, uh, director of commercial mobility at GM, joins us right now uh, to talk about Maven. Uh, Rachel Bhattacharya uh, here in San Francisco, all the way from Michigan. Yes, greetings. Thank you. It's a great time to be in Michigan. It's always a great time to be in Michigan, but even especially this time of year. Uh, but and yet here you are, and I and I, you know. Talk to me about what Maven is and where Maven uh, is in operation right now. Yeah, sure. So Maven is a mobility startup that we launched out of General Motors. And we're about a year and a half old, so early days, but we've been growing at a breakneck clip. So we're in 17 cities across the United States already. And we have two major offerings. One is Maven Car Share, which is city-based what people are probably more familiar with. Uh, we have vehicles scattered throughout downtown San Francisco, and it's app-based, completely mobile. Check it out, drive it. The phone is the key. There's no fussing with RFID cards. It's a pretty killer app. 
And then the other business, which is our announcement this week, uh, Maven Gig, is expanding to San Francisco. And that is a sharing service specifically for people that want to use the car to drive for the gig economy. So rideshare, delivery. Uh, we partner with Instacart, Grubhub, Roadie for food, grocery, and package delivery. And then you can also use it for rideshare. Rachel, what, what's the most profitable? Which part of the business? I think for a driver, it's... Oh, do you mean for Maven or do you mean for a driver using gig? Uh, uh, I was actually kind of thinking for you guys in terms of the business. So I think they're just very different businesses. Right. Um, we have, I think, on the Maven City front, it's a you know newer car. It's a more premium experience. What kind of car? Uh, so we have everything across, really, General Motors lineup. We've got everything from a Cadillac Escalade to we have Bolt EVs in a couple of markets. We have... Chevy Cruises for someone that's looking for more something more affordable. And what we see is that for the shorter trips around town, somebody might pick something that's affordable and right there. But if somebody's taking a longer trip and you can go for as long as four days, we see people will often opt for kind of an upper level trim so that they have a nicer experience since they're going to be in it longer. So it really is meant to hit a variety of price points for the consumers. But I'm just guessing, you know, for General Motors, and I guess as we all try to figure out this kind of sharing economy, and particularly in the auto space, because I think it's just fascinating and evolving much more quickly or quickly, quickly, or did I say that? Much you more did qu- say that. <laughs> we don't know why. We understood. <laughs> much more quickly um, than anybody anticipated. I- I'm trying to understand, like, where where the money is to be made. Is it in all of it or is it in the Maven side of the business? Is it in the gig side of the business? What is it? Yeah. So I, when I look at Maven as a value creation uh, option for General Motors, it's in a variety of places. I think the first is just the core business itself. So the revenue that we earn on the short-term city rentals as well as the longer-term gig rentals. But there are a variety of options here as well. So as we look at the whole picture, you also have product exposure and trial. So we're getting brand new vehicles into the hands of individuals in urban centers that might not otherwise have experienced them. And on the gig side, especially with the Bolt EV, we're really excited to get that out. It has, I think at this point, something like 13 million rides have been given in Maven gig vehicles. And so when we look at that, getting the Bolt out into a city like San Francisco and exposing it to all those passengers does a tremendous um, so service So it awareness. totally worked on me. I got in a, a lift a few weeks ago, maybe months ago, months ago maybe, and I, and I was riding for a minute. I looked around me. I thought, what is this car, dude? And he's like, oh, this is a Bolt EV. I'm like, how long have you had this? He's, I've had it for, I don't know, two days. I was going to say not very long if it was you know, a month ago. It was yeah. about a month ago. And it was, and he, the guy just got the thing, and it was a really cool looking car. And it's something I – you know, it's, it's ultimately not my kind of car, but but hey. uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, well, don't 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 get Carol started in my kind of car. But uh, but uh, it was it's very interesting. It would not have really been in my consciousness were it not for that. And I could see if I were looking for that kind of car or anything like it, this would have jumped out at me because of that experience. Uh, you also have this this um, uh, development where we have fewer and fewer. You know, when I was a kid in Michigan, and I was a kid in Michigan, mm-hmm. a little kid. Um, you know, all the teenagers. First thing you did when you were 16 is got your driver's license. When I was a kid, when I, when I was 16 year old in New York, first thing you did is get your driver's license. Um, that is not the case in America anymore. And, I, and surely GM's got to look at that and think you've got to be marketing in a different way. For sure. And I, it's funny. I think the idea of the car is freedom is evolving. And so what we looked at with Maven was how do we recreate that idea of access and freedom, right? So in an urban center, yeah, owning a car is often more of a burden than anything else. So we're trying to change that. But I think also from a strategic perspective for GM, this is a hedge. This is a way to make sure that we're meeting our customers wherever they are. So if you're in the purchase funnel, great. We have amazing vehicles for you. But if you're not, we can still help you with your mobility and make sure that we're offering you services that are relevant. Is there a point where there's going to be some market 
market saturation. I just I was talking to a, one of the car services that we use here at Bloomberg, and he was just saying, "Yeah, yeah those are Uber guys. They're never going to make enough money." But I'm just curious: is there is there 20 seconds left here? Do you see a point where we might have too much out there? In the sharing space, I think yeah. we've honestly just started scratching the surface on it. I think it comes down to how do you differentiate and how do you make sure that you're better than everybody else out there as opposed to, you know, just relying on kind of a race to the bottom. Interesting stuff to yeah. think about, changing world. Rachel Bedateria, uh, Director of Commercial Mobility at General Motors. GM, thank you very much. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg. It is time for a check on your latest world of national news headlines. Let's head on over to Adrian Mitchell. We find her in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Hi, Adrian. Hey, Carol. Hi, Corey. Intelligence committees on both sides of the Capitol have heard from national security officials that the threat of hacking into state election systems should be taken seriously. Bloomberg Zerv Chapman reports. Former Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson said state officials are reluctant to ask for federal help in what is their exclusive responsibility, namely running elections. Even after the extent of Russian meddling became known. We not only saw infiltrations, but we saw efforts to dump information into the public space for the purpose of influencing the ongoing political campaign. And we knew it was happening. So in that respect, it was very much unprecedented. Johnson added that exposure to Russian activities by top security officials last year took a backseat to media interest in the sexual boasts of the Republican candidate. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. The Republican health care bill is set to be released tomorrow, and some Republicans are joining Democrats in complaining about the secrecy surrounding it. Utah Senator Mike Lee, a member of the working group tasked with writing the bill, says he hasn't seen it. A plan to make the U.S. air traffic control system part of a nonprofit corporation includes new rules against removing passengers from planes. A House panel also wants clearer rules on compensation when passengers are bumped. And King Salman has named Prince Mohammed bin Salman heir to the Saudi throne. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell. 